Welcome to the Get Fit with Masi podcast, where I help ambitious women lose weight and feel great without limiting their diets. I'm your host, Masiel, aka Masi from GetFitWithMasi.com, and I'm a weight loss coach. Today's podcast topic is the three ways mental health affects weight loss. If you're new to me, please beware that I keep it all the way real on here, which means I may or may not drop some F-bombs and cuss here and there. And the truth is, I tell it to you like it is because I want to see you win. If you have kids around, make sure to put your headphones on and let's get started. As summer comes to a close and fall routines settle back in, I have a question for you. Have you ever had your mental health affect your weight loss? And I ask this because... In the beginning of 2019, I had a woman in my community DM me and she asked, hey, haven't seen you on my timeline in a while, so making sure you're good and still blessed. It was kind of like a statement, kind of like a question. Um, And the truth was that, to be honest, I thought I was okay until I couldn't get out of bed, couldn't brush my hair, go to work, meal prep, shower, sleep. And I kept telling myself, you're just having a bad week, Masi. Brush it off. You can get out of this hole by yourself. I can do this. You know, I can get motivated again. And then my therapist confirmed that I was experiencing depression. So I kept telling myself, girl, get it together. You're a fitness coach. Of course you can motivate yourself. Just talk to yourself nice in the morning. Like, you got this. You've done this before. You can do this. And unfortunately, turns out I couldn't and things just got worse. So I ended up stepping on the scale and all the weight that I had lost six years ago when I first started my fitness journey came back and I was actually heavier than when I had started my original fitness journey. As a health and wellness professional, something that I believe in is that once you have overcome something that has been very difficult in your life, it's important to share it with others in the hopes that they may be able to help and guide themselves or others into finding treatment or getting what they need. And so this happened months ago. um, And so I'm at a much better place right now. And what I want to do today is really share what were the mistakes I was making and how I fixed them. So mistake number one is operating from less than 100%. So to be honest, when I look back, I realized that my cup was completely empty. So even when I put it on the calendar to work out, I honestly just couldn't get up. And if you've ever experienced depression, it's literally one of those things where you don't even know why you can't get up. You don't know why you feel so tired. You don't know why you're feeling so fatigued. And again, I'm a fitness coach. So it's like my job is to have energy and to be motivated. And so I really wasn't sure what was going on. All I knew was that I would put things on my calendar to work out, but then I couldn't get up because I would wake up feeling super down. And I didn't realize how much my mental health issues were driving my mindset and how much motivation I had or just the drive to do just any type of activity. And I had to have an honest talk with my therapist. Um, And I was just telling her, like, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm so tired every day. And I don't understand why, because I'm not doing anything different. I don't have a new program. And I'm not the type of person who struggles with fatigue or lack of energy. Because like I mentioned, I'm like, hello, I'm a fitness coach. You know, I'm eating healthy. I'm doing all these things. But now all of a sudden, it's like everything is halting. And what I realized or what my therapist helped me realize is like, girl, you are doing the most. You are on um, 
you know, you are on 10 doing all the things and not really taking care of yourself and operating from a place that's just not allowing you to actually fill your cup or fill anybody else's cup. So I had to have, again, an honest talk with my therapist and just tell her like, okay, this is what's actually happening. And she provided me with some tools that I actually needed to help me really fill up my battery pack, right? Like, you know, I try to think of, you know, our energy and um, what we're able to do and operating from less than 100% as like, are you actually recharging? Are you actually prioritizing yourself? Are you sleeping? Are you giving yourself 100% so that you can do the things that you need to do? And the reality was that I wasn't. I, I would say I was on like 30%, okay? I was team no sleep, team working too much, team team absorbing everybody's problems and that was not helping me. Um, and so the first lesson from that mistake is being honest with your therapist and allowing them to provide you with the tools that you need to help fill your cup up. Mistake number two is trying to do it all by myself. I had lost a bunch of weight before and I thought to myself, okay, Massey, so I'm a coach. This cannot be that hard, right? wrong. (laughs) I knew I had to be honest enough, not just with myself, not just with my therapist, also with my coach, right? I had to be honest enough to be held accountable because sometimes, and I actually see this from a lot of my clients is they hide, right? Um, They hide from me or they've hired from previous trainers or coaches that they've had because they feel bad or maybe they feel ashamed and what happens is like the person that you paid or the person that's supposed to be holding you accountable can't hold you accountable because they don't actually know what's happening they don't actually know what's going on because you're not being honest and so I told my coach straight up I can't get up from bed most mornings which is why I haven't been going to the gym And he knew what was going on only because I told him and I was straight up with him because if not, he would have just been like, okay, this chick is lazy and she just ain't doing nothing. She just has no motivation or whatever. Um, And so it was important for me to be honest and upfront with him because from there, one, um, I let it go. Right. So I felt this sense of like, you know, finally, I don't have to like hide this secret. Um, And also because of this, he was able to change my program change my macros and then support me right in a judgment free way, which is really important when you have a coach is making sure that that person is not going to judge you if something happens in your life or if you're experiencing um, mental health struggles or challenges. Right. And so I had to let go of my I can do bad all by myself. Superwoman tendency um, that a lot of ambitious, successful women have and admit that, hey, I actually do need help and leaning into the people that I'm actually paying to help me do that and the third mistake that is very related to the first mistake is neglecting self-care so not only did I realize I was operating from less than 100% I also noticed that I basically hadn't taken care of myself in the last two years since moving to New York so for those of you who don't know me I am originally from Lynn Massachusetts and actually moved to New York and I essentially had been throwing myself or had been used to throwing myself into my job my business my relationships my friendships all while forgetting about myself so I had to learn how to fill my cup 
with daily self-care. So I know that self-care is also one of those things that right now online, it's looked at as like a luxury and you take bubble baths and, you know, you get a massage and it's looked at as like a very luxurious thing. But the truth is that self-care is a daily practice, right? And so it is about going to sleep early, setting boundaries with people, um, prioritizing my self-care, prioritizing my meal prep, prioritizing saying no to others. Um, And so it's all interconnected because if you just wait for the weekend when you're going to take a bath and no one's at your house, because I do actually like taking Epsom salt baths. They're awesome. However, if we're not taking care of ourselves in our everyday activities, right, putting on our uh, what do they call it? When you're in an airplane, when you're in an airplane and they do like the, you know, the health, uh, what is it? The safety check. And they say, you know, put your mask on before you put someone else's mask on. That is what daily self-care looks like. However, as women, we're often told like, forget about yourself, <laughs> help this other person, even though you might be drowning, go and help fulanita. And that's not really the way self-care works you cannot help another person if your shit's all fucked up it's important that we fill up our cup daily and so not only did I need to get support for my own health and fitness coach and yes for those who are wondering like wow a coach who has a coach yes I invest hundreds of dollars every month on coaching on mentorship on multiple levels right I also sought out major support from my pastor, my mentors, my therapists. I had to get support from multiple angles to really help me get out of the hole. So to recap, what were the mistakes that I was making and how did I overcome them? The first mistake was operating from less than 100%. I had to listen to my therapist and actually talk to my therapist to get the mental health back in check. Number two, trying to do it all by myself. So doing the most and trying to be a superwoman. And instead of firing my coach, which is actually what I really felt like doing at the time because I was so frustrated, I leaned into my coach and actually utilized the service that I was paying for. Um, And then number three is neglecting self-care. So daily self-care is a discipline. It is a discipline and we have to become disciplined with our mental health and filling our own cups. One last thing I want to mention about depression is that depression is something that requires a medical diagnosis. So it's not something that you go on Google and find the answer to, am I depressed or not? Right. So for me, depression looked like sadness and loss of interest in a lot of activities that I used to really like. Um, And so for you and It might look like changes in your sleep or your appetite, your energy level, your concentration, your daily behavior, your self-esteem, and why it's important to have a medical professional or mental health professional diagnose you with depression or any other mental health illness um, or challenge is because depression in particular can be associated with thoughts of suicide. And so your health and fitness coach is not a therapist. I am definitely not a therapist. And, um, you know, your health and fitness coach should not be used as a therapist interchangeably or as a psychiatrist. So it is not our scope of practice, but what we can do and what I'm doing right now is encouraging that if you do feel any of these signs or symptoms or if anything that I'm saying may resonate or relate to you to really seek out professional help that you need.
And so in closing, if you've ever felt the sad, lonely, dark grayness of depression or any other mental health illness or difficulty or issue, remember that asking for help makes you strong, not weak, and you are not alone. So if you're feeling anything I'm saying today or feel like you've learned something new on this podcast, please feel free to share this episode with someone you think might find it helpful. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon. Bye y'all.